Allison. Sensors indicate you're trying to reach something on the top shelf. My analysis indicates a throw is our only option. I feel like I know this voice. I feel like you don't because I did a very bad impression of it. Um, but it, it uh, hint, the voice belongs to someone very big um, and someone very metal and robot. Uh, and very, yeah. very well written. And I'll, I'll, sorry, I'm skipping it. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, you, oh, I, you sounded like God from Futurama. <laughs> no, that's not the intention. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I was doing maybe the world's worst impression uh, of BT, uh, my favorite character from Titanfall 2. Oh, shit. I played like five minutes of that game. You should play more of it. Um, okay. I'm going to tell you why. Uh, I really like Titanfall 1. I never played the 2 one. So, yeah, I know uh, <laughs> nothing about Titanfall 1. Uh, Hell yeah. Fun fact, Titanfall 1 does not have a single-player mode, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Well, no, it, it has a... Well, kind of. The single-player mode has to be played... It has a campaign, but the campaign is only multiplayer. So you have to play it online, even though it's a campaign. There is, like... It's weird. You're like it's PVE, but it's it's strange. Yeah. Um yeah, as I understand, Titanfall 2 is their their foray into a single player campaign for the first time. Um, and that's mostly what I'm here to talk about today. I've played the multiplayer a little bit, and I'll get into that. Uh this game was made in 2016 uh by Respawn Entertainment. Uh, and as you can guess, a 2016 game in 2023 does not have the highest number of concurrent players. Uh, the multiplayer mm. does not hold itself together very well, but you can kind of work around it. And it's still it's still worth checking out the multiplayer as well. Um, but the the single player campaign for Titanfall 2 is pretty frequently referenced. Um, learning about game design and level design and all of these things that go into a single player experience. Um, I heard a lot of folks mention Titanfall 2 and I never really knew why, uh, because in my mind it fell into a bucket that a lot of other games fall into, like your, your Call of Duties, your Battlefield, stuff like that, where it's kind of, you run around and shoot people. What's the fun part? Um, I understand yeah. people, that is the fun part, but. Uh, yeah, that's not as fun for me. That's kind of the reason why I wasn't a big fan of Titanfall 1, because it was, like, always online. I was like, I don't know if this is quite what I like. They were trying to do the experimental, like, there is a campaign, but it's also only online. Yeah. And that was, like, neat and kind of like, oh, that's weird. But then after a while, it's like, okay, I'd like to just play, like, a single-player thing, though. Like, that's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious to hear, like... What does Titanfall 2 do that's so cool? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's it's a lot of things, actually. I'll, I'll start with the the basic concept. Um, Titanfall, the, the series, is set in this sci-fi future uh, where wars are fought with these massive mechs called Titans. Uh, if you are a pilot, you can hop into a Titan uh, and control it. And that's what a lot of the gameplay is. That's what was introduced in the first Titanfall. Uh, and that's what is elaborated on in the second one. Uh, you can either. Is cool. Yeah, it's so cool. I just uh, surprising nobody. I'm back on my sci fi back on my mech uh, kick. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's such a fun uh, genre and such a fun concept that I, I, I just I love mech games. I love them so much. Me too. Um, I love mechs. They're so fun. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and this one, this one is no exception. Um, you can either play as the pilot who has their own special gear and skills 
uh, or you can hop into the Titan um, to move around a little bit slower, but be massively more powerful. Um, a lot of the campaign of Titanfall 2 is actually played as the pilot outside of the mech. Um, I don't actually know the the time difference there, but most of the interesting parts of the campaign I found were not when I was in the mech, uh, but rather when I was interacting with BT, the, the mech character that you end up alongside. Um, a quick little story primer is you you play as a, a prospective pilot, Cooper, uh, who ends up in this emergency situation and ends up having to to form a bond with this Titan BT. Uh, and they go through the game kind of figuring out why this emergency happened, navigating it, uh, baiting the bad guy, having super cool action scenes, uh, and generally just having a fun explosion robot slaying fueled uh, blast. Yeah, that sounds... <laughs> Sounds like such a fucking good time. Yeah, no, I I love the way that this game played in the first one. Like the movement mechanics were super fun. Playing as the mechs was always a good time. I, I'm very excited. I I really want to check out the second one. Yeah, for sure. Um, and what you mentioned there is the first part of what I loved about this uh this single player experience. Uh, the movement as a pilot is so like big and jumpy and floaty and fast. Uh, in a way yeah. that I've never really expected from a from a first person shooter game, an FPS game. Um, yeah, I I was always kind of under the impression that playing a shooter game like this, you're going to be moving around at like a person's speed, shooting guns at like a normal person's viewpoint. Uh, but in Titanfall Two, you end up doing these sick acrobatic tricks as you jump around. Uh, you have a a wall run that's really important to the game. Yeah. Uh, you're doing a lot of platforming in this. Uh, you're you're running along walls and jumping and chaining these jumps together uh, to land on a spot that you slide down, uh, and then you're you're doing a little bit of light parkour action until you find another space to jump on. Uh, through and like zip lines and grappling hooks and like there's there's all sorts of movement mechanics that were made this game like really fun to like run around. Exactly. In. Uh, my, my one thing is that I do wish they'd had a grappling hook, uh, for, I believe they have a grappling hook in like a very small section of the campaign or, or something mm. akin to a grappling hook. Uh, but I, I wish they had elaborated on that more. Um, but they do yeah. have several other, uh, interesting, uh, like single map mechanics that you get to add. Uh, there is one level, where you have a gun that can activate, it's like an electrical power gun uh, that activates different environmental hazards, turns them on or off. So you can trigger these giant fans uh, to like move you across the room or to shut off when you don't need them uh, and various things like that. That is really neat. Yeah. Uh, and there is another level that uh, when I was talking earlier about people referencing this game as like a master class in single player, like really creative and intuitive like level design and just general game design uh this level is what gets brought up a lot um i am gonna kind of spoil it although this game i i wouldn't recommend titanfall 2 for the plot because it's pretty bare bones most of the the mm -hmm. quote-unquote twists you can kind of see coming um yeah so i will go ahead and just say it if for whatever reason you you care about uh figuring this experience out for yourself uh, close your ears for the next minute. I don't know. Um, but this level, you you travel into it and the entire scene changes, um, which for a game of this size is just technically impressive. Um, even though it's made in 2016, yeah. this game looks beautiful and, and pretty high yeah. fidelity. 
um and to completely be able to swap out uh all of what the level looks like um into something completely different is very impressive just on a hardware level yeah to do that instantaneously takes like a lot of a lot of optimization to make that scene actually like, work without like loading zones or stuff like that without like any buffering or any like slowdown exactly that's yeah that's a lot yeah it, it just takes a few seconds of like the screen warping and a little flash of light so it, it's mm, technically a little slower than instantaneous but absolutely yeah. unnoticeable um that is really cool and so the the scene switches and you keep going forward and you're trying to figure out what's going on until eventually you learn we are traveling through time every time this scene oh, switches. Yeah. yeah, we are going from the present where you start to the past where the important story beats here take place. And so you're switching back and forth trying to figure out uh, what's going on here. And not too long into the level, you get a little accessory that just lets you switch time whenever you want, which is kind of crazy again to be able to choose when you completely change what the environment looks like uh, completely of your own volition, the developers can't account for, okay, we have to put you in this specific spot. Like I know a lot of games recently have used tricks like uh, putting you into a tight crawl space where you can't see anything. So they load the yeah. rest of the level ahead of you while you're kind of not able to see it. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. Uh, Titanfall 2 doesn't do that it doesn't bother playing tricks on you like that you just get a glove where you switch the entire uh past to the present whenever you want to uh that's wild absolutely uh and you use that mechanic to like open doors for yourself in the past that you can move through in the future or or, or things like that you have to move back and forth to solve these different uh puzzles like maybe something is destroyed in the future that where there's a door there in the past and you have to move through it and then move back to the past to activate the key card to open this next door things like that um it's it sounds complicated but it like the rest of this game is presented pretty uh straightforward um there's not a lot of uh exploration in this game uh, but you don't really think about that as you're playing through it. Uh, the environments that you travel through are so vast and they're so well put together visually and they have so much going on that you can run around uh, that you don't really think about how you're kind of being led in one direction, even though you absolutely are. Um, there's so much fun uh, times where you feel like I, I don't think I'm supposed to go this way because I'm being contained in this big room but then there's a little support system that kind of leads outside the room that it looks like is just an environmental detail. I shouldn't be able to jump to it. But then it turns out mm -hmm. you wall run over here, you jump up here, you can absolutely make it up there. And not only that, but that's where the game wants you to go next. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So I, I love whenever you like games have the fidelity and the ability to give you. That's one of the things that I really like a lot about like Bloodborne and a lot of other like Souls games of like oh, you see the set thing like way off in the distance. You're like, I'll never make it there. That's just like for, that's the skybox or something like that. And then you actually end up in that space. And you're like, oh, actually, like that's not just like set dressing. That is like where I'm supposed to be. That That is such a fun experience. Yeah, exactly. The The environment design and the like level design come together really nicely in, in moments mm -hmm. like those. And that that's happening constantly throughout the game. Uh, and that's part of the reason that I enjoy being a pilot more than I enjoy being in the Titan, just because you have the mobility to jump around spaces like that uh, and explore them and and feel the the vast 
size and space of these different set pieces that are designed for you. Um, and it, it just feels like a lot of fun to move around in these big sci-fi environments. Yeah, that makes sense. And then like, I do like the idea of having the duality of like the pilot segments where it's like the, the day to day or like the, the navigating the level. And then you bust out the, the big Titan for your like boss battle. Exactly. Like, okay, cool. Like we've got the, the big thing that has to happen now and I've got to run through the city and like destroy some stuff. Um, I'm a hop in the Titan, but like, I do still get the moments on the ground where I am just like a person. I need to like accomplish it. I, I can't turn this tiny little key in this doorway with my giant Titan. I need to like hop out and do some stuff real quick. Exactly. It's, it's so satisfying. There are segments of the game where you, you go through as a pilot and there are these really tough enemies that you have a really hard time getting around. And then sometimes they'll overwhelm you with so many enemies at once. Um, and then you, a couple minutes later, have a chance to meet back up with BT and hop in the Titan and then find these same enemies again and just without even thinking about it, click the mouse and they're blown away. It's very satisfying oh. to to hop into this mech uh, and feel this immense sense of power and strength uh, as you blow away enemy forces. And That's this game awesome. moves back and forth between those uh, in a very well-paced way. Hell yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Absolutely. Um, and I'll also say, leading in, away from that, um, the relationship between Cooper and BT just through dialogue in the game is adorable. It, it's fantastic. You really get a sense of because these two characters met in a life threatening situation. Mm-hmm. And to avoid more spoilers, there, there's a lot of emotion behind why they have to be working together. Um, and I really appreciate that BT is written like a real character and not as a sort of, it's really easy to fall into tropes, especially in sci-fi where, Oh, we have a robot character. They're the punchline of every conversation because they don't get it. They work like a computer. They don't work like a person. So they don't understand sarcasm. They don't feel emotions. Ha ha. Look at the, look at the robot and laugh. Um, I'm, I'm very happy that they wrote BT with more nuance than that. That um, is really cool. It's fantastic. Uh, he, he definitely is still a, you know, he, he's a robot with a computer brain. He's very deadpan and he's very calculating, but he still is relatable. He still understands like what the concept of love is. And he kind of cracks dry jokes every once in a while. Uh, and he's this real character while still playing into what you would expect a sort of robot AI mind to act like. Um, and by the end of the game, you've probably genuinely formed a bond uh, with these characters as you play through the game. Um, and even though, again, it's it's not an especially uh, it, the story is not going to win any awards. It's not exceedingly well written or, or unique or nuanced. Uh, it's just uh, pleasant to play through uh, as you are, you know, shooting up bad guys and running around and blowing stuff up. That is really interesting. Um that actually kind of reminds me a lot of uh, Guilty Spark or Spark from Halo. 
Uh, I don't know if you are a big Halo nerd like me, but uh, Spark uh, moderate. is that you know the little fl- floating ball character in Halo Three that has like the little eye. Yeah, um, he's a little AI guy. Um, he's actually, from what I remember, the lore behind him is he's like an AI that is essentially a human consciousness that's been alive for like hundreds of thousands of years. So it's kind mm-hmm. of lost touch with humanity, but it started out human. Um, and there's like a lot of depth into that character and like they actually go into, there's a lot of lore there. Um, that is really interesting. Uh, also, if I said any of that incorrectly, I apologize to every <laughs> Halo fan ever. I'm sorry. I know I, I shouldn't even, but, um, if, if I remember right from Brian David Gilbert's thorough <laughs> analysis of the Halo novels, I hey. think there's a little bit more to it than that, but yeah. also that's garbage. Um, but yeah, I, I, that sounded mostly accurate to me. Yeah. I just, I like that concept of like, I don't know, just not treating robots as, the, the thing that they're always treated and giving them a little bit more depth and a little bit more nuance and having them actually like uh, have a personality and a story beyond just like I am the robot. Um, yeah, all yeah. all good robot characters or, or at least all the memorable ones in most of pop culture and in media have still a very real element of humanity to them. Yeah, uh, for sure. and I think this game really, really nailed that. I just think of Marvin, the uh, depressed and- android from uh, Hitchhiker's <laughs> Guide. Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it's just, you need that bit of relatability to like have a good story and not giving your robots a chance to have that is a uh, shame. Yeah. Um, and yeah, in between all of that, you are running around in this pretty fast paced game. Um, you, the, the combat is a lot of fun as well. You're using all these movement tricks, you know, uh, mm-hmm. to run around and try to like stealth kill enemies, uh, or shoot them and then run away before the rest of their friends can find you. Uh, for most of the game, you have this little cloaking device that encourages you to, uh, go invisible for a little bit and then try something in combat. And then if it doesn't work, you can probably find a way to escape. Uh, so oh, it's yeah. a lot of fun to move around. Um, so just every different aspect of this game comes together um, to to make this just very fun uh, shooter game to run around in. Uh, it's pretty short. I want to say you can play through the entire uh, campaign in about six hours. Uh, okay. I, if, if I remember right, that's what uh, how long the beat said. Um, so it's it's not like you're going to get a ton of mileage out of this. Uh, there are hidden collectibles in every level. Um, yeah. You can go back and find if you're dedicated, but even that wouldn't take you too crazy long. Yeah. Uh, but once again, this game is on Game Pass, so it's absolutely oh. worth checking out if you have that. Uh, yeah, otherwise, that you can buy it on, yeah, you know, a PC or Xbox. Um, uh, probably PlayStation as well. I didn't research that part. Whoopsie daisy. It was an Xbox exclusive. Uh, Titanfall One, I believe, was an Xbox exclusive. That is hard I, to say. Yeah, I, I believe Titanfall Two is as well. Although that may have changed. Um, I still, once again, we're here shilling Game Pass to everyone who listens. A, uh, it's just good value. Like I don't, I we're not sponsored by Microsoft. I, hmm. I wish we were, <laughs> but uh, you know, we ain't got that ties to that money. Um, yeah. It's just good. It lets me play a bunch of games. Oh, it is on Game Pass, but it needs to be hooked up to the EA link, the EA Play thing. And mine's bugged and won't let me play it. So oh, I, gotcha. I will have to figure that out at some point. Yeah, and like, EA or Microsoft like we said, there, there's other ways to play it as well. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, but yeah, it's it's not too difficult to get going. Um, and the the multiplayer section of the game does have a lot of the same mechanics. It's still very fun to move around as a pilot. It's yeah. still very cool to blast things away as a Titan. Um, it's it's difficult to like get connected now, and I believe that was even a problem when the game originally came out. It's only gotten kind of worse with time yeah. as the the company has moved on. Um, but one thing I do want to say is this game uh, is made by you know Respawn Entertainment. Uh, who, Apex. Exactly. I hadn't mentioned that yet, but they made Apex Legends, uh, which is also known for its like movement options uh, and it's oh. it's very engaging gunplay uh, while you're running around the environment. They uh, also made that new Star Wars game. Yeah, uh, which is which is also very uh, smooth. I think. Uh, yeah. Very, very fun to move around. Everyone in. talks about the movement mechanics for it, and that sounds really neat. Yeah. Um, it's apparently a Souls-like game, which I want to check out. But that's a whole different. It is it's a different it, it's, episode. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put that on the list because that one's a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that is, um, that's sort of an indicator of what you're getting into here. This is made before any of that, and unfortunately, yeah. I don't think there are any plans to continue the Titanfall series right now. Uh, but Apex mm-hmm. is set in the same universe. Uh, oh, some of the, cool. if you're really paying attention to the Easter eggs, you'll see some of the same characters pop up, stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're they're still kind of toying around with this setting and this concept. So who knows? We may see something else like this in the future. Uh, but for now, uh, Titanfall Two is the most recent entry in that series, uh, and it has a just delightful little uh, single player campaign uh, where you shoot a lot of guns and pilot a big robot. Uh, and if nothing else, that's why I think you should play this game. But there are so many other reasons too. As well. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, that sounds like a blast. Honestly, I, man, now I'm just imagining them adding mechs into, uh, uh, apex. And I think that could be really cool. Like once we get down to like two teams left, you can call in a mech or something like that. That'd be, that would be so much fun. That'd be so sick. Um, I want to say there was stuff in the cards for like adding Titans to some new form of gameplay that would kind of be like that. I don't know. That would uh, be neat. Yeah. Uh, respawn has changed a lot. I think there's been some changing of the guard there. Uh, they're they're a different company now than they were when they made Titanfall 2. So yeah. it, it, I don't expect to see a lot of the same stuff come back in the way that fans might want it to. But it's you can dream. Yeah. Uh, and if nothing else, you have this game, even if the multiplayer part of it is a little kind of old and rusty. You can mm-hmm. get it cranked up. You can get it going. Uh, and it's still a blast. Hell yeah. Especially for like story mode stuff. It sounds like a great time. I definitely want to check that out. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, uh, but until Titanfall 3 comes out, uh, we'll just leave you here with this. Uh, And until next episode, uh, I have been James. I've been Allison. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for watching. Have a wonderful rest of your morning or night or afternoon or whatever uh, form of time you may exist within at this moment. Also, I really hope you weren't watching because I don't, I don't know how you did that. Stop it. It's making me uncomfortable. Um, Did I say watching instead of listening? (laughs) You did. Don't. You didn't have to call attention (laughs) to it. Anyway, goodbye, everyone. Bye. (laughs)